As people sail around the world, they pick up tails like their ships pick up barnacles. When they come out of danger, they bear scars and stories in equal measure as to their decks. And the heroes of these stories make it around the world. Tales of Rum Runner Ramsey or Captain Red Cloak or Lady Arrowhead make it to every port in Amilta, and even some much further away. But, and please do remember this part, because we've discussed it before, you and I, None of these legends were always legends. Lady Arrowhead grew up among the flowers of the Coral Coast, an awkward child with quiet eyes, and Red Cloak himself was once one of Stageport's many orphans. Every legend you have ever heard of was once something smaller and humbler before the stories attached themselves to their hull. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. your host, Kat, and as usual, I haven't prepared this part. It's okay, Kat, we really liked, or at least I really liked your intro. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. It, it was very, like, uplifting, and it's like, anybody can be a legend, you know? The, the story's still being written. It is yeah. also morning, which means I have coffee. Nice. Yes. Yeah, we are settled in on what I insist upon referring to as Saturday morning to play. I think that that's thematically appropriate. Very. <laughs> so. Also, I'm Nick. Yep, Nick is here. Nick is here. Kathleen is here. It's true, I am. Kristen's here. I am here. Good. Everybody's here. Great. You're here, listener. You're here. <laughs> so, previously on Sword of Symphonies, we were on a chain of unnamed and misty islands after the Westbreaker sustained some serious damage in a storm. We got a suitable mast made out of a tree with upsetting itchy bark. We got back to the beach to find out that among the other things that had gone wrong, there was at least one severely fever-stricken crew member. And Clara's in charge now. That may also have been something that went wrong. That may have been something that went wrong, yeah. And the party has been tasked with finding fresh water, among other things. Tissa noticed some stuff. What kind of stuff is still kind of up in the air? Tissa's very good at noticing that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. The itchy trees were actually quite important. Well, it was Sot who noticed the itchy trees first. It was Tissa who decided it was important, though. Oh, yeah. okay. Darn trees and their fibrous bark. Oh, we also tracked down some devil's weed. Because sailors call everything devil's something. It's not the devil's weed you're thinking of, dear listener. We don't know if that grows in Amilta. Yeah. There's portions of the far eastern coast that are vaguely Mediterranean in terms of biome, so. All right, yeah, so it very well could exist. Or does it? Something for you, the listener, to make up in your game. Everyone calls it cabinets, like I do, and no one thinks that's weird. I mean, that's what, that's one way to do world building, but I approve. <laughs> Look, I've created a world in which none of the things I say or do are bizarre. And now, dear listener, you have discovered the true reason why people make games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are you Ding Dongs doing? Uh, um, learning a lot today, but also... Oh, I was just going to ask um, what the... The spell pieces were in this uh, in this area. Um, the spell pieces around here are guided 
note, glittering, enchanted, and leaf. Actually, what what kind of trees are these? You like we keep saying they have the itchy bark, so I'm imagining that they're some sort of pine. Are they deciduous? No, these are deciduous. Yeah. Okay, so they don't have needles. They they're they're unneedled. Okay, they have ray. They have big old flat broad leaves. But they still could have bark like a fir. There's nothing stopping them from doing that. Yeah, there's nothing stopping them at all. Or like a cedar. Actually, I was thinking about cedar. It's just that. By and large, I don't know if you want to make masts out of softwood. You probably don't want to make masts out of softwood. No, this is true. But I am myself, nor Cobb, are Wainwrights, so we're just doing what Clara says. She probably knows a little bit more about making the ship. I mean, you know, Cobb knows how to repair the ship, but he wasn't paying attention in a shipbuilding class. At least not when the captain wasn't talking. When the captain was talking, he was just leaned forward on his palms, wrapped with attention? Very, very much so. That is how I get around Cobb having a very low understanding and still knowing things. Those were things that the captain (laughs) taught him. Well, and once again, understanding isn't entirely just does know things. It's does use with thinking of knowing. Yep. Wow, that was a bad sentence. I mean, it was a correct sentence. It was was correct, but it was not good. It was not well formed. That's why it's the morning. (laughs) Cat has become a morning person, dear listeners, which is why the rest of us are all like weird. (laughs) I'm not usually functional until after 11, maybe noon. Yeah, I got the time mixed up. I thought it was nine my time. So I woke up and it was like, oh, I've literally been awake for five seconds. Like time to get on Skype. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. That's okay. I have coffee, and we have a mystery to solve, and that mystery... I was trying to think with the words and my words, what would be a good dowsing spell? And I was thinking, if this makes sense, glittering arrow, it's like it'll help find like glittering pools of fresh water. Mm. Is that a bit of stretch? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, give give me a second here. I'm pretty certain... Title navigators have a water word. That sounds pretty likely. And we can team up Bill Grande because I'm pretty certain. Actually, oh, for a second there, I thought guided was a cavalier word. No, it's a local word. That being said, Kirsten, I have to stop letting you use arrow to make just big cartoon arrows that point to the things you want. (laughs) Yeah, I do use it a bit liberally. (laughs) Look, Kirsten is just very fond of her GPS. (laughs) It's the big arrow that says you need to go here. I do like it. One thing I appreciate about Kirsten's spellcasting is how literal it is. (laughs) In fact, Cobb noticing that Penelope is having issues putting something together says, let let me try. I think I've got something. Thank you. And Cobb is going to use guided water. Oh, there we go. I just have water. I just have water. Yeah. You just have the word water. Okay, so... What do we want Guided Water to do? Because Cobb's magic is so very related to like the sea and that kind of stuff, I was going to say that Guided Water around freshwater, it's going to basically give like the old cartoon, like the pie resting on the windowsill. So like it's, he can like smell where the fresh water is. Because fresh water does actually have a smell. It does. It It absolutely does. That's how animals find it. I really like the smell of fresh water. All right, so I think I'm going to ask you for two scatter for this one. Okie dokie. 
So describe this to me. Is Cobb literally lifted in the air by the scent of fresh water like a cartoon character? Please. <laughs> Kirsten? Like almost. It's one of those things where it's sort of like pulling at his head, but like he's not floating. He's just kind of being like almost literally like pulled around by his nose. He just kind of like closes his eyes and says, I think I smell it over there. Okay. So over there is actually pointing toward the rock formation that Tissa was climbing earlier. Cobb just kind of looks at it. Do we have anything to dig into this? Um, well, it's really easy to get on top. See? And then she does it again. <laughs> Good job. Okay, well, unfortunately, we need to get under it, not, on, not over it. Actually, can I get a sensitivity roll from Tissa, please? I guess survival? I guess this is sensitivity survival. Two success, one etch. Two successes will let you spot something glittering in a deep crevasse between two of the rocks. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. Down there? There's, um, this formation is made up of several large boulders, and if you look between them, you can see something glittering down there. Oh. Penelope also hops up and takes a look. See? Oh, yeah, down there. How big is the space between the rocks? Um, About big enough that, like, you could fit your hand, but not probably your arm up to the elbow. Oh, okay. So we will need to make some more space somehow. Mm, an understanding survival roll. Ooh, this is not super great. One success and four edges. Uh, can I tell if this is a type of spring or what type of spring it might be? One success and four edges, huh? Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what's a good edge success consequence, and I'm running a little bit short here. Anybody got any ideas? Um. Perhaps Tissa the information about the type of spring and, like, where the water's coming from, but in doing so causes the... Um, opening that we can see the water to be like some of the rocks tumble and close it a little bit more or something like that. I guess that's kind of related to what I was thinking, which was like just thinking too hard and falls off the thing like an idiot. That is very Tissa to be thinking very hard and get distracted by thinking very hard. I don't think I'm going to go with either of these. However, I think what I'm going to go with is Tissa is going to discover something additional about this spring if she keeps the edge successes and how many you keep is up to you, mm -hmm. but it is going to directly inform this additional discovery. Hmm. I'm, I'm not sounding threatening, but I am being threatening. Okay. Let's do three of them. Okay. We've got three successes total, one and two edge. Sure. Okay. So what one and two edge will tell you is that this appears to be um, not so much a like a well or a spring as it is uh, somewhere where rainwater is collected over a long period of time. There's kind of a fairly large basin in this rock from like just underneath there. However, as you get close, you see something move near your hand, something shining and glossy and deep blackish blue. Oh. And it is one of the coils of a fairly long snake. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be a frog. Tissa's going to be very, very still. Yeah, it moves 
past your hand, it seems to be actually heading up out of this rock formation. It is about the thickness of a crap. What's about this big? This uh, plays very well over Radio Cat. The only thing I can think of is Japanese eggplant. <laughs> like, like, lo- like lengthwise? Like, no, I'm talking diameter. Can you not see me holding up like a round, like, like a cucumber? Like a cucumber? It's about cucumber thick. Okay. And you can't right now see its head or its tail. So it's difficult to tell how long it is, but it is shiny and black and cucumber thick. So Tessa is going to, in a non-threatening way to Snake's manner, remove her hand and explain, oh, there's a very large snake in, but also it's not groundwater, it's rainwater. So I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm going to ask for a subtlety roll. I'm going to do subtlety survival. Subtlety survival sounds good to me. <laughs> oh, no. Two edge successes. Oh, no. Two edge successes. Should Penelope also do a... Since Penelope's on the formation as well, near the snake. You don't have your hand in the thing. It's probably okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you, you were um, checking the water. You know what? I'm going to say that... Um, if you keep these edge successes, you will get away from Snake. However, you will lose your balance and go for that tumble. Great. Okay. There would rather go for a tumble than Snake Bite. Yeah. So Tissa, being largely more focused on moving slowly, not upsetting this snake, does not pay enough attention to weight distribution and does go for a tumble down the rocks. Two, three damage? Uh, just one. Okay. You're not up, like, super, super high. Oh, Tissa, are you okay? Yeah, I didn't get bit, so so I'm okay. Didn't get bit? Is there someone in there? Oh, yeah, a real big, real magnificent snake. Mm. Who I don't know, so, yeah. Well, I mean... I guess we just showed up at their house, so. But it is also rainwater in there. Well, that's good. That will definitely help us uh, refill the fresh water stocks. But I'm also not sure how you get at it. Uh, Penelope's going to do a sensitivity survival to see if she sees any other snakes by the water, like in the, in the area. One success, one edge. I'm not going to make you keep the edge success. I think one is enough to let you know that, like, you can see the snake that Tissa pointed out now, and it's um, moved over and started sunning itself on one of the rocks. How long is it? Mm, it's about uh, so long, this long. Mostly what I'm asking is, is it, like, python long, or is it, like, not python long? It's about a large person's wingspan long. Okay, so... Can't you see me holding my arms out? Yes. I can visualize it in my mind palace. So it's about Cobb's wingspan, long, and about kind of in its middle part, cucumber thick. So it might not be a constrictor. Its head shape is pretty vipery. Oh. It's pretty vipery, yeah. It's collected rainwater. Um, Tissa, when you were, you said it's collected rainwater. Is there a supply further up or is this kind of mostly it? Um, um, I was kind of thinking about the snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
It's lying in the sun now. The blue undertone of its black scales is really on display. It's got a long, very glossy body. It's a pretty snake. Quite striking looking, but yeah, it definitely can't access this water right now. Okay, so we would have to move it. Although at the same time, if we like started digging or something like that, we would probably scare it off with all the noise. Yeah. Um, Kat, did Tissa get a sense of how much water had been collected? Is like, it's kind of hard to get to, and we have to get it at not great amounts. Is there enough to bother with? There's a fair amount. What you could see through the rocks looked fairly deep. Okay. That being said, now, Nick, correct me, you said the cub spell brought him to the nearest fresh water, right? Yes. You are not far from the beach. I don't know if it sounded like water, but there was also something interesting to the... This way. And she points at the south. We can... Perhaps we should take a look there. We can always come back here and see if the snake has moved on. Yeah, we we may just... We'll, we'll give it some time. We may also just... If we come back with shovels... Again, we might be able to scare it away. Yeah, no, it won't like shovels very much. For now, let's let's go look at some other stuff. We'll come back to water later. Okay, so now my question is, what party do? Let's check out where Tissa was pointing. Um, because I am still testing this, if you guys like, you can make discovery rules. Let's try discovery. I like discovering things. Hmm. So, as a reminder, you make a discovery roll by picking a stat and just straight rolling that stat. One understanding success. Okay. Cobb is going to use adaptability. He got one success. Okay. What's Penelope rolling? Penelope is going to roll daring. Two successes. All right. Rolling understanding will help you find something relevant. Rolling adaptability will help you find something useful. And rolling daring will help you find something dangerous. Ooh, okay. So I think we're going to start with something relevant. Actually, Cobb and Tessa stumble upon the same thing, which is what looks like like a goat path, like a little beaten animal trail through the woods, leading toward the southern portion of the island. And what Tissa spots is beside this goat trail, in the undergrowth, there is what appears to be a very small tree, except it is not. What it is is a very, very old shovel. It's head buried in the ground and moss and other greenery growing freely up the haft. Oh, big guy. Hmm. Big hat, you say? Um, no, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. Oh. (laughs) Look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I wonder how long this has been here. Well, the moss has clearly been there for a while because it's growing in kind of undisturbed clumps. Oh, you meant the shovel. (laughs) It is extremely rusty. It's clearly been there for a very long time. It's caked in 
dark and the metal surfaces of it are like red, red. Like, I mean, thankfully we have working shovels back on the ship. But, um, do you think that this could be about your story? Or your story about this? That's what I was thinking, too. It very well could be. It definitely means that somebody was here and most likely was using this place to store things. The up and downside for a lot of quote-unquote buried treasure is it's usually not as interesting as people make it out to be, but it's usually still pretty good. There was this one time that we found, like, two crates of fresh rum. Not a bad haul. Not gold, but, you know, like, it was pretty high-quality stuff. So I guess what I'm saying is maybe there's fancy rum hiding somewhere. There could be. Penelope, as you're bravely forging ahead, you see something very quickly. A shadow passes over you. And you look up to see what looks like the wings of an enormous bird. Hmm. And they kind of fly toward one of the other islands in the chain and disappear into the forest there. Uh, heads up, everyone. It That was a pretty big shadow. There might be some predatory birds or something around here that are pretty huge. I'm going to do one more roll. It's a sensitivity focus roll. Two successes. What's a little bit of the vibes of the place? Unless the vibes mm-hmm. of the place are keep going south, please. Please advance the plot. <laughs> Joke's on you. That's the last thing I want. Then I'll have to figure out what the plot is. <laughs> The plot is, we're getting a new snake friend. I would be okay with that. Adopt all the animals. I don't, I don't know if the that snake would appreciate being adopted, but... Yeah. It would have to be a mutual thing, yeah. Yeah. What's our role? I was sensitivity-focused to successes. The vibe of the place is very old and very natural. The traces of human occupation that you've seen are far enough in the past that the island does not consider itself to belong to people. Mm -hmm. You guys are, as far as the island is concerned, the first humans to set foot there. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so the island doesn't really remember any people. Well, if it was being used as a drop-off point, they probably would have been here for maybe a couple of hours at most. So, do you leave shovels near where you buried something, or...? You do if you forget them. Okay. Well, we could also just keep following the trail? Yeah, it looks like it's an animal run, so it might lead to a better supply of fresh water. So I guess we do. Okay. You guys walk along a um, an animal trail, which at some point a human being saw fit to shovel. And the island is quiet. Except for the sound of the waves all around you and the similar sound of the wind rustling through these broad-leafed trees, most of which you must be very careful not to touch. And... Another one of these rock formations comes into view closer to the southern tip of the island. 
This one, rather than a collection of boulders, actually looks like one large boulder. You would describe it as a cliff face if it was attached to anything. It's like a big, jagged rocks. As you guys approach, you can roll me sensitivity survival. I can do that. I can do it. I can do it nine times. Actually, I do not have nine dice. That would be kind of ridiculous. One success. Okay, one success. I got two successes. You guys hear goat noises. Hmm. And as you guys come up, you see a handful of, they're not very large. They're about the size of like a big house cat. Little brown colored goats hopping about on the rocks and shouting at each other. And a couple of them are drinking from a stream that sits in the cool shade of the largest of the rocks, which juts out over it almost protectively. They have little stripes and they bounce on all four of their little cloved hoofs. The trees give way for this rock formation, but the sunlight here is still dappled and filtered through their enormous leaves. There is the smell of fresh water and of wild animals and of peculiar flowers that seem to be spreading out in the undergrowth all around this sea fist-sized clusters of little blue stars. Um, understanding macrobiology. Okay. Do these look like adults? Is this an island dwarfism kind of thing? They, they look pretty adult. Like, they look island dwarf. Although they do have the kind of neotenous spots that you see on a lot of, like, deer or other ungulates. But their features are grown-up features, so... This is... this is such a pleasant spot. Well, this is a much easier place to get fresh water from, then, at least. And a couple of them hop around behind the rocks, peek out at you. The one that's drinking looks up, shakes its little horns, and braces its little feet in the ground. Do they seem like they're nervous of us, or do they seem like they don't really have any predators on the island? They don't seem to know what to make of you. A couple of them seem nervous. One of them very clearly does not. Red, is this what your shadow eats? Or maybe the snake? Mm. That's sort of what I was thinking, too. (laughs) If that's the case, then they probably do understand that things that are quite larger than them might try and eat them. Penelope, like, pets the one that came close to us, because... She can't help it. (laughs) She gives a little pat. At first, it does attempt to attack her with its horns. That's just what goats do. (laughs) It gives her a pretty solid bump in the hand. Like, she reaches down to pat it, and it headbutts her in the hand. Hey, now, be nice. But, like, it seems to have taken a minute, but it's realized that all Penelope seems to want to do is touch it. It's still watching her pretty warily. And it does head butter again, but... <laughs> oh, I can't get over how nice this area is right here. Tissa is sort of leaning over and fills up her own personal water skin and then looks up and is like, Oh, uh, this probably isn't enough for everybody, huh? No, we're going to have to go get the barrel. But now that we know where this is, we can let everybody else know. And we can get some of the rest of the crew to come over and collect some water for the ship. All right. Actually, I've got a question for Kat. 
What does Pollyanna think about all of this? I think Pollyanna reaches down and just gives the goat a little bit of a shove. <laughs> just pushes. Are you jealous, Polly? She snorts at you. Don't be jealous. Mm. Here you go. She gets a reassuring pat on the neck, even though Polly probably doesn't need that. <laughs> no. Penelope fusses too much. So, um, the goats probably know about the snake and the shadow. Um, should we tell everybody else mm. too? Yes, we should we should tell them that's that's true. We should tell them that there's some dangerous creatures around. Okay, so you guys are headed back to the beach? Yeah. Alright. So in the time you guys have been exploring the island, the crew have kind of settled in on the beach. There are a couple hasty shelters that have been put up. Anything that needed to be laid out in the sun to dry has been. There is a fire on which racks of fish are smoking. And it's the scent of smoked fish that greets you as you reach the beach. There's several crew members who are hard at work on the tree that you brought back. Cobb will sort of like wave down Clara, saying she's kind of the the nexus that a lot of this stuff is going through. That's, that's a funny way of saying commanding officer. Yes. Hey, hey, Clara. Huh? Hey. Hey, we, um, we found a freshwater stream. Um, oh, great. We can show a couple of the other crewmen uh, how to get there and bring some barrels and collect some. Yeah, here it's like this, and Tissa offers her skin that she filled up with some of it, if this is acceptable. You know what? Actually, thank you, Tissa. <laughs> I've been shouting for an hour. Mm. <laughs> and Clara, like, takes a sip and gives a nod and just like, wow. <clears throat> thank you, Tissa. Okay. So we need to get, we need to get some barrels out there and we need to finish this thingy. And somebody needs to convince the commander that he's probably going to survive this. Mm. And, um, where am I? Um, okay. The boiler is almost ready. Uh, okay. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Um, next thing I need is... Actually, can I trouble you guys to do the barrel work? Probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know that I can spare anybody right now. All right. Unless you want to help with the fishing. I think we can handle a couple of barrels of water. How many barrels do we need to fill? I mean, probably two or three. Okay. Let's let's start with let's start with with let's start with two. Hmm. So, are we going to roll? the barrels through the jungle like we are some manner of video game gorilla are we going to attach them to Polly and see if she can be better at donkeying than donkeying I suppose actually she can probably just fly straight to where we just were huh seeing as there was the clearing with the big rock oh yeah I guess we could like the empty barrels could be easily flown there by her like May, she might not enjoy bringing them back, but... I guess the real question is whether or not Polly will accept the barrel. How heavy would a full barrel be, would you say? Fucking heavy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever picked up, like, one of those water cooler jugs? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're not even, like, they're maybe, like, knee-high, and they're still yeah. heavy enough. <laughs> 
So uh, a big barrel. The barrels are probably close to 50 gallons, I would assume, which is like over 400 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we would have to roll it back. Water's heavy. Unless I'm sure we have some sort of dolly type thing or such a type thing on the ship that to move heavy equipment or like heavy I mean, materials. On a dock, certainly, but, you know, it's not very... Like a dolly would probably just get stuck in the in the dirt of the island. Mm. So, since I Kirsten don't know anything about building stuff, but Penelope knows a bit about tinkering, I'm going to roll an understanding tinkering roll to see if there's any little makeshift system that could help bring the barrels back. I mean, you could probably whip together a hoist. Okay, especially if you had Clara's help. But the problem is very much then moving that hoist. Because Cobb's point about wheels still stands. Uh, three successes. Could I do something that's more like a sled tracks almost? You know what? With three successes, you can put together a hoist that has tracks. It will not be easy to move through the jungle, but it will be capable of lifting barrels and redistributing their weights so that they're easier to move. Okay. I'm picturing kind of like, yeah, like a tracks, and we probably will have to have Polly kind of like pulling it from the front and us kind of on the side sort of thing. And Yeah. I'm okay. just going to make a couple rolls. Okay. Polly, I know you're not going to like this, but I'll give you a nice cool drink after and some good food. Polly hates it. I think she recognizes what it means when you're about to strap her to something. She hates. She, as a rule, hates. But um, something else happens that catches your eye. Oh. Which is our party engineer stumbles. She catches herself on the hoist that you've built. But um, somebody give me sensitivity. Uh, I'm going to do sensitivity medicine, actually. Is she coming down with, down with the sickness? Kirsten? I'm sorry. Well, the dice curse. <laughs> oh, just one success. I guess that's what I get. That's, yeah, one success is more than you deserve. But <laughs> you can tell that she is pretty flushed. And she's looking glossy. Uh, Clara? Um, you probably need a little bit more water than that sip you took. Are you feeling okay? You're, you're looking a little... fine. I'm fine. Just a little sleepy. Okay, but you should hear Penelope passes her her water skin. To me, take a, a few uh, a few more sips for me. You have been needing to give orders a lot, so it'll help your throat. Yeah. I'm shouting all the time. And then she sits down next to the hoist and takes herself some drink. Does this seem to help? Not really. Hmm. Now that she's sleepy and sitting in the sand, she's like, sand is nice. Um, Penelope's going to try the thing that she hasn't tried yet. So when we had art, I took food because she learned how to cook things that are tasty, but also restorative. And they have a note here saying that it requires points to be restorative. Yes, I'm not going to let you make restorative magic food for free. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking of making a, like... It might just be a stopgap solution, but maybe just like a restorative tea that'll at least kind of like. Um, there is that devil's weed. 
Yeah, it is drying on the beach with the sails and stuff. Is it ready yet, or is it going to take a little longer? It's not. It's only been a couple hours. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, maybe a, a tea that it's not as good as that, but, like, might kind of help at least keep her and Marcus, like, hydrated and prevent the fever from getting too much worse right now. Yeah, I will absolutely let you... What are you looking at spending? Um, you know what? I will spend two to make sure that it'll at least keep them till the devil's weed is dry. Two scatter will allow you to make a tea that will basically prevent it from worsening. Okay. Why are you doing... What you doing, Grabby? Um, this will kind of help, uh... It, it helps with, with energy, and it'll hopefully keep, um... Anybody from the fever from getting any worse. I'm not sick, Grabby. I'm just... Well, it's it's understandable. You've, it's been a very, very busy time, so... Um, here, uh... Please try this. Well, I'm not sick, Grabby. And she, she does take the cup... Cobb just kind of pokes his head in. Drink it, Clara. You need it. You're not my commanding officer. I'm your commanding Cobb just kind of does the, like, points at his eyes, points at her kind of thing. And goes back to fetching water. Um, does anyone else seem to be coming down with the symptoms? So far, they've got, um, one other crew member who is in one of the shelters lying down. Okay, I'll pass tea to them as well. Really okay. what you need to do is look for people who are enumerating the number of ways that there's nothing wrong with them. I'm fine. I'm just sleepy. I'm gonna go have a tiny nap, a little little nap, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna the fish thing and the boat stuff. We'll um we'll bring back the water and then we'll check in with you after that. Okay. Marcus is a little bit more awake and alert when you come to deliver his tea. He still looks a mess. He's still, like, tomato-colored. He's quite red. Oh. Here, uh, Marcus, it's... It, this will kind of help hold the fever for a little while. Hunter. Please drink this. Hunter. Hunter. Mm-hmm. Fetch me my spear, please. Your spear? I do not want to die unarmed. You're you're going to be okay. We're, we're here to have this. It'll hold the fever, and then the um, Cobb knows a remedy. Probably dying. I've come to terms with this. You're you're going to be okay. Well, we're we, we're making a remedy. This this will help keep the fever for now, and then there's a remedy coming, and we're getting more water. How is your water doing? And she checks the flask beside him. He's still got some. He's mostly been sleeping. Listen, Hunter, I have another favor to ask. Fetch me, yes? fetch me, Cobbler. I wish to yell at him. Um, sure. Thank you. Uh, Cobb. Penelope goes off and gets Cobb. Um, Marcus. Cobb is like sitting there, like a hold, like he's got like the barrel and a hammer and like the top of the barrel. He's like, what? What? I need to. Uh, Marcus wants to. Yell at you? I, he's, I don't know. <laughs> Cobb just kind of like puts his face in his hand for a second and kind of rubs the bridge of his nose. Like, all right, all right, all right, I'll be right there. Here, I'll continue on with this. And Penelope takes over um, Barrel. Yeah, picks up hammer, looks at Barrel, helping. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. 
<laughs> Gives Beryl a bonk. Helping. <laughs> I am barreling. Cobb wanders over to the shelter. Wow, you look, um, great. Penelope has insisted that I am not dying. You're not. Mm. We've got a really bad fever, but she's made you some nice tea, and Cobb, you know, like, points at the tea. Okay. And we have uh, an old sailor's remedy for you. It's not going to taste real great, but it will help break the fever. Mm. Mm, I see. Uh, That's not going to be ready for a little bit, but for now, drink the tea, stay off your feet. Uh, listen, I have, listen, I am probably dying. And so there were, no, I need, there are things that I need to, to yell at you about before I pass on. It's, that's going to be a while, Marcus, but. I will be yelling for a while then. Well, all right. And Cobb kind of like grabs a, a little like stool or something and just sort of like sits down. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I want you to know that I was glad to hear you were in Hushwave City at the same time we were. It has been a pleasure serving alongside you. Well, it, it has been a pleasure serving with you again. Yes, thank you. Also, do you know why I put Clara in charge? Um, no. I be- Because she is willing to be in charge, and she is not a huge baby about it. <laughs> You're completely competent. Why are you... Listen, I am dying. I need to know that the ship, who is my best friend, I don't know. The ship is in capable hands. What was I thinking about? Listen, my goal was to establish some kind of boat army. Some kind of boat army. A navy? These were the dreams of a di- That's what they're called, yes. The dreams of a dying man. Mm. I... You know, you're starting to convince me. Stop it. I was... Listen. Listen. I had an officer's commission prepared. And he motions at a chest that's in a kind of a corner of the shelter. Just limply. Over there somewhere. You'd make a fine officer if you weren't such a baby about it. Well, thank you for your offer, Marcus. It does mean a lot to me that you think that highly of. Um, but I have, I have my own things that need doing, and uh, as as fun and as exciting as your offer would be, I do think that unfortunately my my direction in life would be going somewhere else. However, where la- land is that? Where it's going? No, not if I can help it. That's what I thought, Cobbler. That's what I thought. Listen, I am dying. How can you be so cruel to a dying? Because, A, you're not dying. 
I have told a joke, so that is that bodes well for my prospects, I think. Yes. If you keep this up, like, Listen. you're going to get the extra bitter medicine. Now you're bullying a dying man. This is not a good look, Cobbler. This is not a good look on you. Listen, I am not asking you to put on a military uniform. I'm asking you to be in charge while I die and maybe until Clara... Nah, Clara's not good at this. Just be in charge temporarily. Is that too much to ask? To be in charge a little bit for a little while? Ah. Alright, fine. Okay. Thank you. I will be watching you from the afterlife. You'll be watching me from the sick tent where you'll be recovering. Mm. If you want to consider that the afterlife, mm. then I don't know how long we can roll with this joke, but I'll give it a shot. Okay. Thank you. I will rest better knowing that things are in your hands. Yes, we will, we will come back to meet you uh, here in heaven when we get the water. How does that sound? Hand me my spear. No. Mm. You are not dying, and I am not going to let you fumble with that thing in your state. I regret putting you in charge. (laughs) So, look, when you can sit up and not feel dizzy, then you can have it. He smiles faintly and kind of reaches for the tea Penelope's given him and nods. I think I need to go back to sleep. Yeah. Take a nap. We'll be back. We'll have water. We'll have more water. Uh, Hopefully by that time, your medication will be ready and we'll get you back on the road again. And and Cobb kind of gives him gives him a light pat on the shoulder. There are. Okay. And he kind of puts his hand on yours and it is extremely hot. And he nods and goes back to his drink. We need to uh, replace your your towel. And, mm. and Cobb is going to go, like, get him another, like, towel of cold water to put on his forehead. What a good captain you are. <laughs> What a good substitute teacher Cobb is. So Cobb has finally accepted the role of substitute teacher. So now my question is, substitute teacher Cobb, what are we doing? Well, step one, we do actually need to get water. We don't have unlimited water, and we do actually need to go get uh, the water for everybody from the street. Uh, we are, it is going to require everybody who is currently able to, and Cobb looks at Tissa and Penelope, to help out because it's going to be very heavy. We can roll it back. These are very sturdy barrels. I know how to seal them up correctly. But this is a pretty rocky, well, maybe not rocky, but not worked area, shall we say. So it's going to take us a little while to fill these, get them back. Thankfully, everybody's good with what they're doing here. I need to go talk to Clara and make her sit down because she's going to overexert herself and wind up in heaven quote-unquote, with the commander. What? Um, and we'll, I'll tell you all about it on the way over here. The commander thinks he is um, not long for this world because he is delirious with fever. He did ask me to bring him his spear because he said he didn't want to die unarmed. He is allowed his spear when he can sit up without being dizzy. Mm. 
Until then, he's probably just going to hurt himself with it or wreck something or hurt other people. So he does not get it for now. Clara's kind of sitting there. She's dozed off with the teacup in her hand still. And Cobb kind of like gently pokes at her. Hey, huh? hey now. Huh? Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It's time for you to also go to the recovery room. I'll take it from here. That's fine. We've got everything going. I know how to restock a ship. We'll get everybody moving. Boiler's mostly fixed. I mostly fixed the boiler. Well, you can finish that later. For okay. right now, you need to come over here to the shelter mm-hmm. and take it easy. You've got your tea. Mm-hmm. The medicine is drawing. It will be ready in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. You and the commander both need to take some. Mm-hmm. It's not very tasty, but it will keep you healthy. Hey. I'm... Um, okay, I'm gonna go take a nap. Okay, you go do that. We are going to go get water, and Cobb is kind of like pointing at himself and Tissa and Penelope at the same time. We will be back with water, and then it will be medicine time. Hey, 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 Mr. Cobb. Hey, hey. The tree is really nice to touch a lot. You should try Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh. Okay. Do, do, mm. Well. Thankfully. She herself is wearing gloves. Like. <laughs> thankfully, the seaweed also helps with that. Uh, when it's wet, it gets kind of gelatinous. It can help pull things out of your skin. No, there's nothing wrong with the tree. You should touch it a lot. <laughs> uh, Cobb has, like, tied his bandana around his left hand because he was touching the tree a lot earlier. No, thanks. I've been there. Yeah. Like, she's wearing gloves and long sleeves. Like, she seems fine. <laughs> but anyone who has touched the tree without gloves on should probably <laughs> go rub their hands with some of the seaweed. It'll help pull the fibers out. Hmm. What would happen if somebody licked the tree? That would not be great. We will talk about this later. Do not lick the tree. <laughs> I'm not going to lick the tree. I'm not a dummy. <laughs> Grabby might, though. <laughs> if anybody is going to lick the tree, it's Grabby. We'll be back. Without touching or licking the tree. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Okay. So Claire's going to go to sleep, and mm. sleep has a very important function in transcribing memories. It absolutely does, and I'm glad you brought this up, because as people lay down and close their eyes, their brains process the things they've been through. It's a lovely little process we like to call memory time. You read my fucking mind. <laughs> you absolutely read my mind. I like the cute goats. <laughs> goats are pretty much the way to Nick's heart. They're so cute. Cute animals in general. The snake was also pretty cool. I like the snake. I, I like chilling with the animals on the cool island. I actually really enjoyed Cobb and Marcus's exchange. It was good. It was very heartfelt and dramatic. A very good send-off for a beloved character who is totally dying. <laughs> uh, who, is, who is not long for this world. Cobb, Cobb is shaking his head. He is disappointed in all of you. 
<laughs> Is that your memory too, Kathleen? I guess so. Um, the, the sort of subsequent thing is, I'm glad we're having a survival adventure, since that's one of the things that the game is supposed to be about. Yeah. I, I thought I'd just, like, actually do that. See how it, <laughs> see how it goes. <laughs> a lot of people are preventing us from getting water, though. Like, every time we try and get water, somebody's got to tell us about how they're dying. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's a crying shame. It's a crying shame. It, it's like trying to get, we're trying to go to the next gym here. And these, these trainers keep wanting to fight us with their like three crappy bug Pokemon. It's like, no, I'm just here to get gym badges. I, I just, I, I just want the gym badge. Please, please. No, it's not happening. But no, they don't, they don't want to let us get the gym badge. They're like, no, you don't get the water. Mm. No, it's okay. Next session. You guys are going to get the water. Yay. You know what? If you're very good, we'll start next session with you guys having already got the water. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be good. That's a stretch, but... It's a very, very long stretch, but I'll try. <laughs> well, thank you guys for playing with me this morning. Oh, thank yeah. you. It's a good start yeah. to a day. I don't know about you guys, but I feel great. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've been touching the trees. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Thank you for playing with us too, listener. We yeah. love you. Don't touch the we trees. We do with all our hearts. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. No, before we see them next time, we have to tell them that you can find us oh. on Twitter <laughs> at Peach Garden RPGs or contact us through the email form at sortofsymphonies.com or peachgardengames.com. Don't worry, they go to the same place. <laughs> Thanks, Kathleen. <laughs> We do not actually live on a desert island at the moment. No. So we can be reached by your letters, and we would love to hear from you. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Talk to you then. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.